Greetings in the name of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. We come to you this morning from Honor Wall Ministries here in Alpha Vista, Virginia. We come to you this morning at our Sunday School Hour. We thank God for you joining us on March 26th, Lesson 4 in our uh, Lesson Commentary of the uh, Standard Commentary. We, our lesson this morning comes to you, Jesus Overpowers Legend, Legion. Jesus overpowers legion. We're coming to you out of Mark 5th chapter, verses 1 through 13, verses 18 through 20. Beautiful lesson this morning. We do thank God for you joining us. It was absent last week uh, out of town, but we thank God that you continue to pray for us, being supportive of us in our ministry, praying for us that we do the work that God has called us to do. The wife is uh, uh, with her mother again last night, but we thank God for her mother doing well, and we ask for your prayers for her. And all of our seniors, all of our elders, all of us and our pastors, uh, those that are going through, those that are dealing with issues within our, our congregation, we ask God to just put a hedge of protection around them. Bless them in a most mighty way. But a uh, beautiful lesson as we go through this morning again, Jesus overpowers legion. Um, as we look at our study this morning, we're going to look at uh, our lesson aims to be able to look at the elements of Jesus' encounter. Uh, with this demonic spirit and explain the messianic secret and how the story breaks with the theme of Mark's gospel and then uh, share a testimony about Jesus' intervention in your own personal life. So as we get into this study today, uh, let us be able to get a greater understanding of how God gives us the power to overcome the things in our lives that sometimes we don't understand, sometimes we just don't uh, uh, don't figure out how things can work out, but we get lost sometimes. We get scattered sometimes, like Legion, being uh, uh, not clothed in our right mind. But God is able, isn't it, to be able to change our lives and bring us into a greater understanding of him. So let's get into our study. Jesus overpowers Legion. Coming out of the Mark 5th chapter, verses 1 through 13, verses 18 through 20. Our text read this morning. And they came over to the other side of the sea into the country of the Gadarenes. And when they had come out of the ship, immediately met him out of the tombs, a man of an unclean spirit, verse 3, and had dwellings among the tombs, and no man uh, could bind him, no, not with chains, verse 4, because he had been often bound with feathers and chains, and, and chains had been plucked asunder by him, and feathers broken in pieces. Neither could any man tame him. Verse 5, And always night and day he was in the mountains and tombs, crying and cutting uh, uh, himself with stones. Verse 6, But when he saw Jesus afar off, he ran and worshipped him. And he cried with a loud voice and said, what have I to do with thee, Jesus, the Son of the Most High God? I adjure thee by God that thou sh uh, torment me not. Verse 8. And he said unto him, Come out of the man, the unclean spirit. And, and verse 9 says, Then he asked him, What is thy name? And he answered, saying, My name is Legion, for we are many. Verse 10. He besought him much that he would not send him away out of the country. Verse 11. And now that there was nigh unto the mountains, a great herd of swine feeding, and all the devils besought him, saying, Send unto us the swine, that we may enter into them. Verse 13. 
And forthwith Jesus gave them leave, and unclean spirits went out and entered into the swine, and the herd ran violently down the steep place in the sea. There were about 2,000, they were choked in the sea. Verse 18, and when they came nigh into the ship, that he had been possessed with the devil, pray him that he might be with him. Verse 19, how did Jesus suffer him not? But said unto him, Go home to thy friends, and tell them how great things that the Lord has done for thee, and has had compassion on thee. Verse 20, this is our last verse. And he departed and began to publish in uh, Decapolis how great things Jesus had done to him, and all men did marvel. Our key text this morning comes out of that 20th verse, and he departed in Paul, and this last verse that we just read, that he uh, went and departed and, and published in Decapolis how great things Jesus had done unto him, and all men marvel. Again, let's look at the elements of this encounter, and then the messianic secret, and then let's look at how Jesus intervened in our own lives in some way to help us to be able to deal. So our study is called from margins of society, and then Jesus called, let's look at our introduction this morning, an unfair fight. Some years ago, I took historical fencing or swordsmanship as a hobby, and they stayed in better shape. And I took quickly, and my natural ability quickly uh, elevated me into to become one of the best fencers uh, that in our club. And, and then in a one-on-one -on -one match, I usually defeated my opponents. Then one day, the club decided to play a game, and, and I found myself fencing two people at once, and I had beaten both of them individually. But it was a great challenge to fight two. And despite my aptitude and my skill, I could not defend myself uh, along against those two. And, and it went down in the defeat. Our game was unfair. There was an unfair fight in which I was outnumbered and I lost. Today's passage, we're going to see a similar scenario with Jesus, but it's going to have very different outcomes. So our lesson context this morning comes out of the book of Mark. Mark's gospel is likely written between A.D. 60 and 62, certainly before Matthew, Luke, or John. With Luke and uh, Matthew, the book of uh, Mark is, is considered in the synoptic gospels, which are called because of their similar record of Jesus' ministry. But today from Mark 5 is one example of the shared books of materials coming out of Matthew 8 and also Luke 8. And differences between those accounts say less about the historical accuracy of the event, but about the faith perspective that writers brought into detail. And the somewhat perplexing characteristics of the Gospel of Mark is also is displayed in this account of Jesus meeting legend. Jesus' tendency throughout the first half of the book of people of whom Jesus had healed, he told them to be quiet about the matter. But this a messianic secret in our lesson today, he gave them a different understanding. Many theories have been proposed about the counterintuitive committed to be silent and not to be silent in this situation, but Jesus did not want the people to be invested in him to be the Messiah that would come to liberate them from the physical bondage under the Roman uh, imperialism. But Jesus used this uh, uh, time of secrecy to be able to teach people the larger message about the Messiah. 
beyond Israel, beyond the politics, beyond the Roman occupation. But Jesus wanted his ministry to be defined by preaching and teaching more than healing and his miracles. The constant need of people around him that was crushing crowds looking for constant healing and looking for constant uh, uh, care. Jesus wanted to be focused in his ministry. So his preaching ministry was supported by his miracles, not the other way around. Jesus did not do ministries to, to, to enhance his preaching. He did those miracles so that they could be supported by his miracles. The suggesting an element of the crowd control so that he could be able to do the work that God had sent him to do. The account of this gathering, demonic experience occurs during Jesus' preaching ministry there in Galilee. And this story is a section of Mark that contains several other accounts focusing on his power and his authority. So let's get into our study this morning, the arrival. It, uh, verse 1 says, he came over to the other side into the sea of the Gadarenes. He, he said they, talking about Jesus and his disciples, they came over to the other side of the Sea of Galilee, pinpointing exactly where the Sea of uh, the country of the Gadarenes is, but there's difficulty in this day and time. But the region is associated with cities of Gadarene or Gadarai or, or those cities that were centered around that part of the country. But Gadarai uh, is most likely the location of the city that were six or five miles down the coastline that was closer to the situation where Jesus was meeting his disciples. Verse 2 and 3, the demonic. It said that when he came out of the ship, and immediately there he met a man of the tombs with an unclean spirit who had his dwelling among the rocks. Uh, so our lesson, he said that when he came out of the ship, that he met Jesus, and this man had an unclean spirit. He had been living in the tombs, and tombs are a place for the dead. God has no desire for you and I to be able to try to exist in the place of the dead. The place of the dead is coming soon enough, but what you and I need to do is try to live our life, not where things are dead, but he says that I'm the God of the living, not God of the dead. So Jesus wants us to have an experience with a, a with living, not in a place of the dead. So sometimes we have dead experiences or graveyard experiences, but we have to realize that God wants us to have a living experience, not a graveyard experience. Then let's look at the second part of verse 3 and 4. He says, And no man could bind him, no, not with chains, because he had been often bound with feathers and chains, and chains had been plucked asunder by him, and the feathers broken into pieces, Neither could any man tame him. See, once this possessed man lost control of himself under this demonic spirit, his community tried to step in, tried to help him, but then every time they tried to bind him, they'd break the chains, and they'd, they'd tear up everything. The wildness of this man could not be tamed because of that spirit that was in him. See, some of us act uh, like we're... Uh, Controlled sometimes by a demonic spirit. Sometimes we act out of character sometimes. It may not be at the level of this man, but we act out of character sometimes. But it, it's still a spirit. Anytime that we act out of the character of Christ, if we are what? Followers of Christ. 
there is some type of spirit that is trying to, to get between us and God. So sometimes we have to uh, 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 deal with things, but the best course of action is to be able to help one another get through those difficult situations. Let's not judge one another. We talked about it this past week. Our position is not to judge one another, but it's to care for one another. Have enough compassion on this man that he's going through that may, look, what you're going through may not be what they're going through, and what they're going through may not be what you're going through, but it's still all of us are dealing with some things. We are going through some things. It may not be a legion of spirits, but all of us have to deal with some things that are not um, conducive to the spirit of God. So verse 5 says, and always night and day, he was in the mountains in the tombs crying and cutting himself with stones. See, a person in his right mind, he said closing in his right mind after he met Jesus, but before he met Jesus, he was not in his right mind, night and day he was in the mountains or in the tombs where dead people are, where animals are, where beasts uh, exist. He was there cutting himself, which is a sign of a person that's not particularly in his right mind, not in his right spirit. Uh, he, he, he should be concerned about his own self-preservation. But when you get into a spirit of destruction, that sometimes self-destruction is the thing that, that best suits you. You, you, you. You're unhappy with yourself. You're unhappy with everything around you. So you, you try to destroy what you're unhappy with. But you cannot destroy yourself and, and please God. God uh, loves you, and he wants you to do everything that will be able to be a help for your life. He said, live. That's what he wants us to do. He don't want us to go into tombs and in the mountains and hide ourselves and cutting ourselves as though we have no hope. We have hope in Christ Jesus, and that's what he's going to bring to this man's life. In verse 6 and 7, the confrontation. He said, but when he saw Jesus fall off and he ran and he worshiped him and he cried in a loud voice and said, what do I have to do with you, Jesus, the son of the most high God? So here is this young man or that, not the young man, but the spirit that Jesus saw him fall off. But when that spirit saw Jesus fall off, he ran and not worshiped him in the sense of reverence. He bowed down to him because of the power and authority that Jesus had, that he understood that Jesus could take away from him his very life, the spirit. He said, don't be afraid of one that can kill the body. But Jesus had the power and authority to take the body and the soul. And this spirit understood the authority and the power that Jesus had. So he asked him and he identified with him. By being the Son of God, what has thou to do with us? Jesus, the Son of the Most High God. See, every demonic spirit recognizes who Jesus is. Isn't it amazing how that sometimes as much as Jesus has done for us, that we have a hard time recognizing him and what he's doing in our life? But the demonic spirit knows and understands the power and authority that Jesus had. And what they did, he cried out to him, what have I got to do? What have you have to do with us, thy son of the most high God? So he, he understood that he was uh, facing someone that had more power and authority than he had. Verse 7b and verse 8, he said, I adjure thee by God 
that thou torment me not. For he said unto him, Come out of the man, thou unclean spirit. See, it's not yet clear the effect of the unclean spirit begging was, how he really begged, but the demonic spirit was subject to Jesus and his authority and his power. Just like the wind and the waves would obey his word, this demonic spirit also obeyed and understood the power and authority that Jesus had. He could have cast the demon out of him immediately. He could have even tormented the demon. But perhaps over uh, Jesus chose to allow more information to come. He wanted to know more about it in verse 9. And he asked him, what is thy name? And he answered, saying, my name is Legion, for we are many. We understand that a legion is over 6,000 um, soldiers in a Roman army. So they understood the power of this message when he came and he identified himself as legion. Whether it was one spirit or a thousand spirit or 6,000 spirit, we cannot handle it on our own. You cannot handle one demonic spirit on your own. You can't handle it without Jesus. So he asked him, what is his name? So his name was Jesus Legion because he had many spirits that was in him that was able to, uh, to tear his life apart. So verse 10 says that and he besought him much that he would not send him away in the country. He understood the authority and the power that Jesus had. So he said that whatever you do to me, don't send me away to that place. He understood that, that, that eternity uh, is a... Uh, uh, is waiting for them in the fiery pit. He, he understood that eternity is waiting for them, uh, that, that they're going to have to deal with the condemnation of God. He said, but whatever you do, don't send me to that place. Don't send me away from this country. So here he said in verse 11, there, there was nine in the mountains a herd of swine feeding, and, and then and all of the devils besought him, saying, send us into the swine that we may enter into them, for with Jesus gave them leave. So here they were in the country. They were raising uh, Gentile uh, farmers were there. And they were raising swine. Which the Jews had no, could not eat. It was not an unclean animal for them. So they couldn't eat nor roll nor touch. So here in the mountains were these herd of swine. So these demons said that if you would just send us into the swine. Let us enter into them. And so Jesus gave them leave. So now they left and they went into the swine. And, and the result of it is, see, think about it. When an unclean spirit come into your life, don't think that your life going to get under control. If your life is a mess, when that unclean spirit come into your life, and he said that it's going to be even worse. It's going to be worse. Remember the sons of Sceva, they came and they tried to uh, cast out the spirit. He said that they were what? They were seven times worse than they was when they first started. So evil spirits are things that you and I don't compete with on our own. He said that the unclean spirit went out of him and entered into the swine, ran into violently down into the steep place into the sea, and they were about 2,000, they were choked into the sea. So they, they, they thought that by going into the swine that they were going to get away from the authority and the power that Jesus had. No, no, Jesus allowed them to go into the swine. I'm going to give you the request that you asked for. So he had asked 
that they were going to the swine, but the swine themselves understood that they would rather die in the sea than to have these legions of spirits inside of them. See, the swine had more sense sometimes than we are. The animals understood that they could not be happy to carry out their divine will for their lives if these demonic spirits were in them. So these demonic spirits came into the swine. The swine ran down the cliff and they were choked in the sea. And this verse says that these are uh, what the uh, unclean spirits experienced was the foretaste of the defeat of Satan in the final end of the time. And things might look good for Satan right now, but the end is coming nigh unto him. That we're going to talk about that this morning, hopefully in our morning message. We need to prepare the church for the time when Jesus will come to uh, reclaim his authority here on earth. Yes, the devil is running free right now, but God is coming back soon. And the devil knows it. He knows his time is coming now. But we got to be able to be about our father's business. We need to be telling the world that Jesus is alive and well. We need to do what is necessary to let the world know that Jesus is real. Verse 18 says that when he came into the ship that he had possessed with the devil, prayed that he might be with him. Howbeit Jesus suffered not that he would go with him, but he said, go home, tell your friends. And how great things that the Lord has done to thee and has compassion on thee. See, many times when Jesus healed somebody, he said, go present yourself to the priest or go home or go somewhere. Or, but he allowed some to follow him. But here Jesus said, no, what you need to do is you need to go home. Go home and tell how great things that the Lord has done for you. See, when God does something for your life, you should be able and to be uh, just excited to tell somebody. Tell somebody how good the Lord has been to you. See, don't always, God doesn't always have a mission for you to, to, to follow him and to, to go into a particular area of ministry. Sometimes when you, God does great things for you in your life, you just need to go on home and, and tell the family about it. Uh, get your neighbors. You know, I think we talked about it on Friday night. Lydia. Lydia when she accepted Christ, her whole household was converted. So when God does something great for you in your life, it should be an impact upon your family. He said, go home and let your family know how good God has been to you. you know, and then as we get into our scripture, it said that he was clothed and in his right mind. God will make a change in your life. He will turn your life around. All of those demons and all of those legions, those demonic spirits that have been bothering you, God, through Jesus Christ, has the authority to overpower them and to remove those things out of your life. Jesus can do that. We cannot fight those battles alone. We cannot face those spirits alone. But we must have God on our side. But aren't you glad that God had compassion on this man? And Jesus, through his compassion, allowed this man to have a resurrected life. This man was destined for the tombs, but now he can be a, a, a son to proclaim the goodness and the mercy and the love of Jesus Christ. That's what he wants you and I to do. We not have not been in this place like this man, but we've always, all 
been in a position where we've been out of control. But God is able to bring us back into control. And when he do that, he wants us to be able to be a light. A light to let others know of how Christ can come into your life and change your life. No matter how many spirits you have, no matter how out of control you are, God is able to bring things back to control again. I like the old song said that he can fix it up or put it back together again. God can take what that is broken and he can put it back together again. Aren't you glad about it this morning? Verse 20, he says that, and he departed and he began to publish in Decapolis how great things Jesus had done to him and all men marvel. So this young man, after he had been healed by Jesus, those demonic spirits were driven out of him. He went and told somebody about how great things that Jesus had done to him. So who knows how former demonic prepared the way for the gospel. We don't know. He could have been one of the great that went out and started and telling others about Christ. See, don't count people out. That individual that you counted out might be what lead others to Christ. You don't know about it. So let's not count people out. So as we look at our conclusion this morning, from life to death, we too have been delivered by Jesus, like I told you. And like the demonic, we have stepped out of life that was more like death. And Jesus has done for us just as well as he done for this man. We too have been called to share the story of what he has done for us. To prepare our own communities and those around us to meet Jesus and this new life that he has prepared for us. No matter how many no matter the legions that are aligned against us, they are coming against us. They said in the scripture that we are more than conquerors through Jesus Christ. So Jesus is in control of everything. We don't need to be afraid when things happen in our life. Turn them over to Jesus. Everything is going to be all right. And all we have to do is to put our place, our faith in him, and everything will be good with joy and obedience and happiness we'll have in our lives. But it don't mean that things will have no other problems in our life, but things will be much better if we would put our trust in Jesus. So our prayer this morning is, Heavenly Father, may we remember your son's mighty power and be quick to ask for his deliverance. May we, as your servants, show our gratitude by proclaiming to others the good things that you have done for us. In Jesus' name, amen. Thought to remember for this morning, Jesus has the power. Will you cry out to him? Call upon him in your time of need. He's there if you would only call upon him. I, I can trust him this morning because I know I called upon him. And he came to me in my time of need. And he came to me and rescued me from myself. And I can give God all power and authority and give him praise because of what he has done. He has the power. Only thing you and I need to do is to surrender our authority. Surrender our will over to his will. Let him be the authority in our life. And I believe everything is going to be all right. So this man, Legion, that was possessed by numerous, many devils, many demonic spirits. But God is able to drive out. So when God does something for your life, what you need to do is tell somebody about it. I told you about the old Christmas song that we sing. Go tell it on the mountain, over the hill and everywhere. 
tell everybody that Jesus Christ is Lord. So we should be telling that 12 months out of the year, not just Christmas. Tell the world that Jesus the Christ is Lord. God bless you. May heaven ever smile upon you. Let us bow. Father God, we do thank you, Lord, for this time in our Sunday school. We pray, Lord, that the lesson about this prodigal son will give hope to someone that is going through, someone that is dealing with things that are in their spirit, that, that, that is out of control, that now we can come to the Jesus to ask him to deliver us from this spirit, to remove this thing from us that is causing us to, to cut ourselves, to hide ourselves, to be among the dead. But let us learn to be among the living, that we might to receive the greater blessings that God has in store for us. God bless you this morning. May heaven ever smile upon you. And we hope that 